So we had a thing happen on the show. Jess froze. She did. Her computer um, froze. We lost her audio. And we were talking about how amazing our audio is going to be on the show. And I was making fun of the Corpcasters. And then Karma bit me in the backside. That's right. Therefore, this audio is going to be not spectacular. <laughs> Less than stellar? Yes, because we're using which audio for this, John? We're using the backup audio from, well, actually, I have two. I have the StreamYard version, and I also have what I'm recording on the Roadcaster Pro. I'm going to listen to both. What's ever better is what you guys are going to hear. All right, guys. So we are giving you a little disclaimer now that that's what happened. Sorry, things happened. And this time it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's always Jessica. <laughs> the reason I could say that is she never listens back. Hello, hello, she podcasters and he podcasters. How are you today? It is Monday, March 23rd. I am here in quarantine, separated from all that we know it with <laughs> the beautiful Elsie Escobar and our favorite producer, John Jamingo. It looks like Elsie and I are trying to hold a contest as to who could have the most flyaways. In yes, our hair today. I know. It's like, it's Elsie horrible. Has horns. You have like goat ears coming out. I have of yours. goat ears, yes. Like, and these little guys ears like have extra ears. Yeah. Look at this. It's like right above my ears. It like sticks out in this like scary. I it's can't even. Like Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. <laughs> it's true. And then like my hair, like I already was growing out just a tiny bit at Podfest. My gray hair, but I have mm -hmm. not been able to go to. The, I, my, I was due for a recolor like the week I got home. So now it's been. I'm now two or three weeks overdue, and you can start to see my. So I have a reverse skunk stripe. Or I Ooh. guess it's an actual skunk. So like one quarter inch of my hair right at the top of my head is not graying. And the rest of it is. Hmm. So it's like when you pull it back, you can see. Wow. I, yeah. Interesting. I, this at all. I know. I, what could possibly have caused that to happen? But anyway, I must have zonked my head there or something. Now it'll never gray. And the rest of me will be white with this one black. Anyway. Hmm. So, yeah, we are looking fine. Today. Yeah, we're looking we're looking like we've been indoors for a while. Yes, I think I'm gonna get myself a t shirt that says indoorsy. Right. That's me. That's you me. know That's for the next little while. Have you seen all those t shirts though? Have you seen the change in already like I'm social distancing or I was born for social distancing? Like there's all of these t shirt companies that have all these very specific sayings around yeah. what we're all experiencing. So I don't know. I guess that's the way to make money, right? We can't be angry about that. I When I first saw that t-shirt, some of those t-shirts, I was like, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> Actually, what I want is a t-shirt that says, stay away from me. In big letters, like, do not come close. In big letters. It's, it's funny how people either take it very, very seriously or don't take it very seriously. And the There's levels no middle? that are... There's there's some middle. There's there are people who take it seriously and don't think anything about the virus or any kind of t shirt like that would be funny. And then there's people who take it seriously but still think everything is funny. I guess that's me. Hmm. And then there are people who take it less seriously but constantly make jokes about it. Or there are people who don't follow directions and think the whole thing is a joke or a conspiracy. Right? So right. there's like all these different levels of like, is it okay to joke about it? And I wonder like I hate comparing this to the Holocaust, but from whatever, there's an article I read that said if we continue on the trajectory that we are, that within like six months, it will have wiped out like one third of the population. 
which is similar to that. It was like 2 million or 2 billion. I don't know. But the point is in today's day and age, would we be laughing right. if a dictator from a European country was killing all the blanks? Right. Like, would we be like, I survived Hitler t-shirts and like, I don't know. It's, if this works out, I want to get, I survived the boomer remover virus. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but there are people that are younger that are dying now too. And like, yeah. Just watching the CNN in New York this morning. I mean, did you guys know they were turning Javits Center into a fucking hospital? The I Javits did. Center. I, I think I saw a lot of that stuff. That is the biggest convention center I've ever been in. It takes, it right. takes, it's like three miles to go from one end of the Javits Center to the other. It's so big. I mean, they could do that scary. in Philadelphia too. Philadelphia has a huge convention center. Yeah, we they could. could. There's a hospital that had shut down not even six months ago here. They're already ramping that up. Uh, there's a prison here that has been shut down for a couple of years. They're ramping that up. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, you know, I mean, coming back to what you were talking about, the whole like I survived Hitler kind of thing. I'm thinking that at the beginning of World War II or not even the beginning of World War II, like when Hitler was coming into power, I think that there was a few people who had a sense of who he was and what he was doing right and there was like this element of pure terror and like a complete understanding of what was happening but the majority of the sort of people he ended up affecting and i'm not talking just jewish people or anybody else that he was focusing in on but like all of the different countries all of the you know citizens of all of the other countries that were eventually affected they could have just said like oh i've heard that He's a nasty dude or he's a weird guy or who's he's never going to come in. You know what I mean? You would make these offhand comments, but yes. you wouldn't really get it. There's right. No graphing. It's not like there's a digital graphing system that can show you exactly how many people is killed and exactly how many countries. Like I saw something on my phone from the New York Times that had it, you know, little red dots spreading and spreading. And spreading right. And yeah. Spreading. Yeah. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's right. nothing like that. There's only newspaper and radio. I mean. I'm assuming there was radio. It was like 1930. I think there was radio. Also, that was a human being who was, you know, that was a that was a human versus this thing, which has no human to it. It's just a it's a thing. But I think the context. What I'm saying is that we don't really know. I think you know the the impact of these horrible things that happen in the world don't really hit us until afterwards, right? It's like you don't really get it until after what that impact was. I started thinking about summer this morning because like it's all fine and good until it's swimming season right and then well my son's you know the majority of his five-year-old year is going to be spent not hanging out with his friends not doing sports not going to rita's not going to the swimming pool not going to the beach like what am I going to do with him all summer? Keep him in? I mean, it's going to be summer. Do we lay out? Do I get a blow up pool and just him and I put our fatty <laughs> yeah. asses down in it? Like what, what kind of summer is that? We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We can't see anyone. It's That's just, just the way it's going to be. Yeah. I think that yeah, summer. And then how is this going to shape the rest of his life? You know, he's young enough where he'll remember it, but not remember it as the biggest tragedy that ever happened, but he'll remember it as, yeah, we had to stay inside and it sucked. He'll have that definite imprint. I mean, because, you know, when I was growing up in El Salvador and there was a civil war, I still have the imprint of what we had to do. Like we had we had to be in like there was a time there where the the government said nobody's allowed outside after seven o'clock. 
So, because you could die. And like my mom would say, like, everybody needs to be in because if anything happens to you when you're out after seven, you die, you die. Like, oh, wealthy. And then you would hear like, you know, sounds and things that were going on outside that was very, very scary. I remember, like, I remember how scared I was. I remember the sounds and, um, looking back, you realize, wow, there's like all of this extra stuff that happened. And yeah, it imprinted in my life. It was like, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like when you can't do anything because you're under lockdown. We were under lockdown many times. So, and I was little, you know, I was under nine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it makes me wonder like how many of these kids are going to turn into germaphobes. I mean, people keep saying, oh, it's not the new normal. Everything, it's just temporary. But like, no. It's the new normal in different ways because right. there's a lot of people who will not send their kids back to school. There are a lot of people who will not go back into the office because now they've proven they can work from home and which they knew all along, by the way, that they could work from home equally and even be more productive. So I don't think that we need suits and buildings the way we did two weeks ago. Like we we can have a completely different society now. Like like they're doing doctor visits via teleseminar. And I did my first one way before this. Like I did this with Isaac, like in January, he was sick and they were, you know, it was a weekend and they have you come up on, you know, that you log in, you type in your problem and then a doctor comes up and takes a look at you. Right. I just had somebody, yes, I know. one of oh, my, no. one of my um, school mamas, you know, I, I was texting back and forth. She, um, it's, it's May May's best friend and May has been like wanting to have FaceTime with this little child. And I'm like yeah. texting her mom, like, She's going to, I can't handle her anymore. Can you get her child to come on, please? But it, but her mom is sick. She's real. she's been really, really sick. And that's, she had somebody from, well, she had somebody from Florida. Her cousins came and they, they had fevers when they came like, and they both, and they didn't tell them. Oh my. And so like, anyway, so she got very sick. She had a fever, but, um, I kept touching base with her and she got a diagnosis via the phone. She had a something allergic, like a, it wasn't, it, it wasn't COVID. It wasn't cor- coronavirus. It was, it was a sign. Yes, exactly. It was a sinus infection. And she had, she was just had a fever because of that, that kind of stuff. And then, so she had the diagnosis via, via like just what you're talking oh, about. And they sent yeah. her antibiotics. So hopefully Brilliant. she's on the mend, but so, yeah, this, I would sucks. like for some of this to be the new normal. I mean, I don't want to like uh, isolate myself from other human beings, but it sure would be great if we could work from home and make our own schedules well, and, think about all the gas we're saving right now, and think about all the pollution, right? Did all you see that they saw dolphins in the in Italy in the canal where they usually have gondolas? There's oh no my gondolas. gosh! And the and the water is so clear that that dolphins are able to come in there. They've never seen dolphins in there before ever. Wow! But the water is so clear. China can see the sky again because right. no one's right because there's no pollution because there's nobody yeah i mean if you lived in china would you want to go back to clogging the air like that i would probably enjoy seeing this guy i would think yeah well over there i don't think that they care what you think i know exactly that's that's <laughs> what i was gonna say jess i think I that there's a that. there's an there's an element of somebody else telling you what to do in a larger way right um but i didn't mean it like that i'm just saying if it were me and I saw the sky and the difference, it would be overwhelming to me. That- yeah. The other thing is about how we produce goods and services in this country about, you know, pr- producing our own goods. I mean, there's stuff mm-hmm. over in China now that we couldn't get because they were shut down. 
And, right. and now there, there's some kind of uh, contest between the two of us. And they're like, maybe they're not going to ship it over here. And then we're like, well, yeah. okay, well, that's no good. Like they make all our antibiotics and stuff. They make everything. Yeah. So maybe we should start making some of that over here. Just in case they don't want to send us any stuff. Just I tried putting on streaming. You can rent movies that were in the theater that are in the theater. that are supposed to be right now. Why? Why didn't we do that before? Money. I would love to see new movies without going to the fucking theater. Well, money. I think that that's unfortunately, yeah, money. As in, like, there's a. It's because there's a cap. People should be able to do the things everyone else. This is like it's making everyone right. capable of being equal, which is right. Nice. Exactly. Right. Bad. I think it's an industry and the models that are being broken and have to be put on their head, which is absolutely. I think that there's a lot of really powerful stuff that people are going to definitely take a look at and go like, wow, well, that's a better solution. But there's another thing where the real life experience of like coffee shops, being able to go somewhere to go do whatever, because I think coffee shops are are more lifestyle related versus I need to go get a cup of coffee, right? We can make our own coffee. Everybody's making coffee at home. Let's not, it's, there hasn't been a difference, Right. right? But right. there's a difference in going to these places. There's a difference in like going into, you know, I don't know, restaurants or being together in that sense. Yeah. I think the difference is going to be in things like the movie industry as a whole. What makes you go to the movie theater like that? I think that's going to be a really hard industry to get back, right? Movie theaters are going to lose. Because like no drive-ins and that would be so cool now to be able to get in the car, do something in your cool. car. And go to a drive-in movie, but they've been closed for you. The only one I know of is in Jersey, near not near you, but in Jersey. In Vineland. You can't even get near that place. They line up on a Friday and Saturday all the way down the road. You can't even get near the place. I mean, just to think about this, is it, this virus it is the great equalizer. In other words, it, it gets king mm-hmm. hoppers, you know, and peasants alike. We've got Tom Hanks. And, you know, now it's con- it's going through Congress. So Congress is like, Ooh, we better do something. Right. It's going to affect them and their family and everybody else. I just saw a meme about <laughs> about, you know, how there's not that many tests right. and like all yeah. the people that have like all of a sudden, you know, somebody random, somebody like ha- gets a test, you know, like really like the NBA players and all this stuff. And they're like, I saw this meme saying something like, if you want to know if you have a coronavirus, go cough on a rich person. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Find a celebrity and cough on and them. cough on them. Yeah, because and it's but it's true. I mean, know. unfortunately, uh, it seems to be the thing, right? Because if you want to test, you have to. Uh, as lay people, we have to go through many different hoops in some way, and uh, there are people who have access that are, um, you know, getting it just because. Well, wait till well, the they I... wait till the tests become available, and then. Mm-hmm the numbers are going to skyrocket because we don't even know who has it and who doesn't have it. I know. Right. This morning on CNN, the thing I was watching, I was, it was, they were standing outside a hospital ER and there was like a line of people like it was trying, like they were trying to get Broadway tickets, a line of people that wrapped around outside the ER door huddled together because it's pouring rain and they're all waiting for a test. Oh my gosh. And there's not even room for them to come in and get a test, but they, they can't they're not standing no six feet apart. And also, what's the point? They all think they have coronavirus. Well, here they have at one of the colleges, they have a tent set up and you drive up and there's in the, the, the protective suits and everything. And they come in, I guess they jam a Q-tip up your nose and in your mouth. Right, yeah, into your brain. Yeah. Right. And then they but they don't have, they can't test it. They just have all the samples. So whenever the test comes, we'll sample this and uh, then we'll get back. We'll get back to you. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's just a, but let me so let me let's talk about podcasting from something that I just saw. Okay. So um, this is very new, and it's there was a, a takedown message that was sent to Libsyn that Spotify had taken down one episode of a specific person's show that was a coronavirus episode for that specific show, and it was taken down. Essentially, that said, went again, it went against their whatever their terms of service was, but there was no nothing specific said. When I when we looked at the show notes, I mean, just looking at the show notes, it was a health and wellness lifestyle type show. And this person was talking about alternative solutions oh boy. to coronavirus. And no, we didn't listen to it. We didn't like make a judgment call based on that at all. Um, there were four separate like links in the show notes that mentioned alternative, uh, you know, naturopathic solutions to, I, I don't think that it, they're necessarily for coronavirus, but the way that the headline stated it, it might have been construed as if you could read it as if using these things is going to cure you from coronavirus. Whereas when I read it, for me, as somebody who is into alternative wellness and alternative healing and naturopath, naturopath, whatever that is called, naturopathy or whatever, naturopathy, anyway. Um, yeah. It's yeah. less about these are going to cure and more. These are some things you could do to, to help your immune system prior to <laughs> or helping yourself not get coronavirus or being able to have the, the virus process through your body. Mind you, that's a really fine line, though, because some people are drinking bleach or what, snorting cocaine or whatever, because they think that's going to mm. burn off the virus. You know what I mean? So what's the, the what's the line? So I'm, I'm bringing this up because I have a feeling that there's going to be con like platforms that are going to make these decisions of taking down content that is talking about COVID-19 that may seem as if is misinformation or disinformation when you're trying to be helpful. So I think I want podcasters to be aware of that and to make sure that you are super clear in how you name your episodes and what you say in your show is not, this is the cure, do this and you won't get, you know, things like that. And possibly even, you know, if you want to do something like that, say like, how to help your immune system, period. Well, <laughs> you know, and how do you think Spotify found out? Spotify found out because everybody yeah, no. listened. Algorithms. To you think that's it or do you think that people turned them in? No, I think it was al it's algorithms. It's the same exact way that Facebook is doing stuff. I think Facebook, it, I think it's the same way. I think it's algorithms. It's all looking at all the stuff. They're quickly looking at it. Boom, 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 out, 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 out. I don't think they have time. Oh, the algorithms. Yeah, because that's what happened on Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, there's I'm, no time for these guys to be vetting. I don't know how many uh, shows now Spotify has. Or Apple Podcasts is nearing a million. Right. There's no way to vet that information. And what I think is misinformation or disinformation is very different than what you guys might think it, it is, especially when it comes to alternative wellness. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, well, here, here we are again. So what is Spotify? Spotify, are they a platform that distributes podcasts? Or again, like if Lipson 
I, you know, I put a show, you know, I'm a customer of Lipson. And if I put a show up on Lipson and Lipson decides to use editorial whatever to take down my show, I'm not using Lipson anymore. All right. And now all of a sudden, Spotify has become Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Now, all of a sudden, they are basically, you know, telling you what you can and what you can't put up as a show. Well, it depends on, on because, but there's a difference between Spotify and Apple podcast and podcast hosts. So we're hosting files, right? They are distributing the content on their platform. Okay. So, I mean, we just, we, we send it out, but we're like hosting the files and part of what podcast hosts do and the way that they kind of stay in business is that there's a clause. I, I, you know, I'm sorry, guys, those of you guys who are listening right now, I always get these confused in my head and I never remember what it is. I want to say favorite nations, but favorite nations is when I, when I used to work in acting and everybody got the same pay, like that's favorite nations, meaning like nobody's going to get more money than any, everybody went in that. That's the, the name that's coming into my head, but that's not what this is. And so they are protected under a specific type of clause and um, which means essentially that they're really they don't know. It's sort of like they don't know what's on the platform. Somebody sends them the, the, the takedown notice and we take it down like there's no vetting. It's sort of like we can't listen to all this stuff because then we're liable for what's there. Whereas Spotify and Apple podcast is different they're not hosting that on their platform. It's sort of like a TV show. It's like a it's like a TV station, I think, where you can take that stuff down. So, but I'm just saying that that could be a a thing that might be happening for people. Right. I'm very again. I get really I'm very twitchy over censorship, and that's basically what this is. I, you know, again, it's and yet. But I mean, exactly. But see, here's the weird part about it. This is the first time I've seen. Twitter and Facebook really get on board with being very clear about what's allowed and what's not. Like they're really quickly removing things that are kind of uh, weird. They just don't well, want misinformation. Right. We, we are allowed to have freedom of speech, but not, is that the same as being allowed to tell lies to people? Right. Or to, to, to say things like the law. Right. Well, again, it's, a, is it a lie? Is it their truth? Again, Again, we'll see, there really was, there really are people who are saying that if you drink or gar- gar- gargle with Clorox, you will, you will take the virus out of your n- neck. Same Who's thing with, with, with be? Coke, like, and, and with cocaine, cocaine was a thing. There actually was an article. There was, I, I actually shared it on Twitter. Where I was like, I can't what? even believe this. This was part of the news that they finally said, I think in Spain it was or something. Spain finally had to put out a thing that said, no, drinking bleach and cocaine are not going to get rid of COVID-19. Like they had to say that. And then we go, okay, that's stupid. But there's some people who actually believe that. Coronavirus cannot be cured by drinking bleach or snorting cocaine, despite social media rumors. Exactly. So what if there's a podcast who's saying this? What if they're saying this as the truth? Well, you got me in a pickle now because my first reaction is to take it down. I mean, well, first of all, John, isn't it technically mass? Isn't it premeditated murder? Right. It's like if you tell somebody not, bleach. Yeah. Or snort <sighs> cocaine. Well, because if they go, you know, like there were all of these things passed if too. They like die, it would be murder. In in Uruguay, in Uruguay, I think it was, there was a woman who came from, I think, I'm not, I can't remember if it was Spain or another, or Colombia, something like that. 
She flew to Uruguay. She was symptomatic at that time. Um, She actually even covered her face when she was on the flight there. But she went there for a specific reason. She was going to attend one of her closest friend's wedding, their, their children's wedding. And so she went out there and she continued to go to this wedding ceremony that had, I think, 500 people in it. And from her going there, symptomatic, now there's like 55,000 cases that can be traced back to her or something obnoxious like that. Please don't quote me on the number. But it was like, you can also look up that story. And the thing is, like, the government is going to want to or is considering suing her for, there's there's a word for that. What is it? Something manslaughter, something... Second degree murder. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Involuntary manslaughter. It's not involuntary. Yeah. It's um. It, there's a word. Yeah, but there's a word that is in there, like something about uh, like you're not being resp- irresponsible or something. Negligence. Murder. Negligence. That's it. That's it. Something negligence, and and it really is because she knew, and it's the same thing that used to happen with people who were diagnosed with AIDS or had the AIDS virus, and at that time were not disclosing to their partners. And there were some people who were being horrible and just having sex with all the people and didn't even care because they were so bitter or angry or messed up or mean, whatever. And they would and then they started prosecuting those people and saying this is like, yeah, no, this is not okay. Gross negligence. Gross. That's it. That's it. Gross negligence. And so and that's kind of that's true. It may not be murder, but it is gross. Like they, they should go to jail for that. Yeah. So able to do those things. You remember the story of the teenager that on the phone kept like encouraging her boyfriend to kill himself. Yes. I remember that story. And then, and then he kept saying he didn't want to, and then she kept getting him back into it. And then finally he was dead. Like she Mm -hmm. served time for that. I think she went to jail. Nowhere near him. Yeah. She served time. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there was something else that happened though. Cause I did hear up, obviously I heard a podcast episode about that. There was a show that I listened to that covered that entire trial and they went through the nuance of that stuff. But but yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that at this moment when that's why I'm bringing this up because you don't know, we don't know enough even, I mean, I, we do know enough not to do, not to snort cocaine and drink. We bleach. definitely know enough not to swallow bleach. Yeah, exactly. We know enough of, like, that, of that. Like Isaac may not know that, but his right. parents do. That's right. But I think the nuance of like, what if somebody listens to a podcast that's giving these alternative solutions, right? That are are based from a from a well-founded, well-researched place that are, are as something before you get sick kind of thing. And they're like, you know, do take all this extra vitamin C or I don't know, uh, vitamin D or all of these different things that you could be doing to make your immune system great. Eat and then and exercise. Eat, eat, eat healthy and healthy. exercise. And so you, you come down with this thing and then you continue to wait it out because, you know, and then you die. And it's because you didn't get help. So who's anyway? I don't know. I think that there's a something to think about, That's I think, as content producers. Well, you don't, I mean, I don't know. And people can come back and then like, my daughter listened to the podcast of this lady and they said that they were going to do this and now she's dead. So I, okay. So let's. That's like saying Ozzy Osbourne was responsible for people being suicidal or homicidal. That's impossible. We, that's different though. He wasn't recommending that you go and swallow bleach. Right. Exactly. That's correct. Well, basically. That's correct. It is podcasts can be used for good and they can be used for evil. 
All right. Just like a hammer, a hammer can kill a house and a hammer can kill somebody. It depends on how you use it. And it's kind of the same thing with podcasting. And it has to be a certain amount of responsibility in a situation like that. Now, if you're going to do a podcast about building your immune system, the title shouldn't be how to prevent the coronavirus. Right. It should be. These are practices and and these are the studies. Yes. And. We don't know enough, you know what I mean? And if you want to address this is, and then just do a, a, what do you call it? A disclaimer. Right. This is a disclaimer. This is not, a, I am not a doctor. I am not suggesting you do this. If you do get diagnosed with something, go seek medical attention. Yes. You know, something like right. that. But be careful, responsible. Yeah. Yeah. That, you I, never know. Exactly. Therapy. Never know. No. So I yeah. don't know. You never know. So have we talked about this enough? Is Should we change uh, into a different kind of conversation about? It just seems sure. like this is all in our heads. Yeah. I don't know. So in terms of podcasting, something that's been coming up a lot, which is funny that you said, John, that it was the great equalizer here. But I wonder, I wonder how many of those courtcasters, yes. I know it's like excitement. Like, <laughs> I know. You know how like there's all of those... Um, shows right now that, you know, have these huge budgets of like, you know, $25,000 an episode and they need to have X, Y, and Z to create this amazing whatever. What if this kind of shows them that you can get amazing quality audio, almost as good as you would inside of a studio together in the same way that we're doing it right now, which is remote the way that we've always done it. Do you think that's going to suffer? Like well, it's already su- it's suffering now because they don't know how to do it. There's podcasts that I know that the people are working from home and they're doing it over Skype and they're Skyping out and they're using their their headset microphone and they're taking the microphone and they're rubbing it against their shirt and you hear all that noise. Yeah. And yeah, it's horrible and you can't hear the other person speak and there's no cough button. So they're just coughing <laughs> and you hear it. Oh, my God. And there's no editing, which which drives oh. me crazy. So. And it's not just the, you know, all the like bigger podcasts, you can't go there anymore. So now they're all doing it. And I said, it's like going back to 2006 and listening to the podcast quality at 2006 and then listening to what we're doing right now, which is you're in different places. Elsie, you didn't know if this week, if you were going to be able to call in here. That's right. And we would listen to you on the phone, but you would record your own audio. And then Mm -hmm. when we got done, it would sound like we're all in the same studio. Yeah, but we've been practicing. We've been training for this our whole lives, ladies. We have, and I I think we are definitely ahead of the curve. I never thought it would happen, but I wonder (laughs) if that means like, I wonder if that means like, like what you were saying earlier, John, about like doing a a lesson. Like, is it my responsibility having worked from home since two thousand and five or four to like do some videos and teach people like how to shop for groceries or? what kind of stuff you can get from Amazon that could be helpful or I don't know. Talk directly into your microphone and say P and S like this. Do you you mean like this? Are you talking about this specifically? What's bothering you? No, but it's like, I think that it's not responsibility. I think it's one of those things where we do happen to have solutions to, to some problems that might be coming up for a lot of people I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's our responsibility. I do think that we can help some people out. And yeah. I think that what's so funny is when I see people recording like they were in real life recording and then they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to record remotely. Can you do that? 
That's been and my whole life. I know, but I know that's right. It just feels like I sit back and I go, "Oh my god, are you re-? like yes, you can." Like I, I know. my that's brain. Funny. I wonder if we should write a bit of an article somewhere that just says Corpcasters. Welcome to our worlds. Here's what to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I say no. I say oh my God. figure it out like John we John wants them to burn. Let them right. burn. Let them burn. How about that Ira burn. Glass picture though, dude, that I posted on on the Sheet and Sheet podcast is getting a lot of a lot of people excited to see Ira Glass recording in his um in his closet and it's he's exactly in the same position and it's so and i so i saw the same picture on twitter right so i posted it in the she podcast group and everybody's going like see it's just like us kind of thing and then i saw it on twitter and i saw the threads and everybody's like oh wow that's amazing and i was just like oh my what are you kidding me that just makes me want to it makes me want to barf a little bit too because i'm like yeah. We've been right? doing like, that this is how, for yeah. so long. You should have said, not that amazing. This is how we've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. We've been doing it this way for at least eight years. So there's a podcast I listen to, and she it's an interview podcast, and she brings the interview person in so that she can talk to them and they record. Well, she's not doing it now because you can't with social, you know, social distancing and all that. She doesn't want to do that. So she says, I can't do it right now. So we're just going to have these podcasts. So then I reached out to her and I said, yeah, it can. And I'll show you if you want to do that. And she's like, okay, well, I'll think about it. And I, so I'm thinking to myself, you can lead a podcaster to better audio. But you can't make them do it. Right. Yes, that is oh, correct. That's a t-shirt. You can lead a podcaster to better audio, but you can't make them do it. Yeah. And also, you know what, though? But here's here's another thing, too. We get caught up, I think, as podcasters on concept and content in the way that we want to make it work. Right. So we get really caught up in the idea of how we made things happen. And I think that happened to me in Elsie's yoga class. I was initially Elsie's yoga class, the full name of it, which I dropped after a while because it was lame was Elsie's yoga class live and unplugged because my entire concept was that I was in a live yoga class. I was recording my live classes and I wasn't doing any editing because it was the live experience that I was putting out there. Okay. So that was the beginning of it. So I didn't want people to go like, it doesn't sound like insert these other yoga classes that were made for audio recorded in a studio. So that's why I called it that. That said, my life changed after, you know, three years in, I had a baby, I moved away from my yoga business, I was teaching one class a week when I was teaching 13 before. So the the whole concept no longer worked. And I sat on it for like three to four to five to six months thinking, I can't do my show anymore. And I didn't want to do something that was not that I just didn't let myself do it. Of course, I could have recorded a class. In fact, I did. I recorded classes by myself at home. Those were the last classes that I put out. And I found out that didn't work for me. And therefore, Elsie's yoga class is permanently pot faded. But I didn't want to make that choice. I didn't want to make that leap. It felt really weird. I didn't want to work that hard at it. And it's so much easier for me to teach a class with people there than for me to teach a class with nobody there. And I didn't want to work that hard. Well, and so. again, so back when you did that podcasting, mm-hmm. there was a lot of podcasters that sounded like that. Yes. But now 
that has changed. There is, you know, the audio quality has improved so much. And so now when you go back to 2006 or 2005, it really stands out. It's like, what, it what, does. what just happened? Why am I right. listening to this? Why is this? Why is the voices ducking? Why are they talking all over each other? Why does it sound like they're in a tin can? Why is this happening? And you don't, as a listener, you don't really care why. And to be honest with you, podcasters, you know, your content is probably good, but it ain't so good that it can overcome really poor audio. Sorry. It's just the way it is. I know it doesn't for me. I can't listen to it. It has to have something extra nowadays, nowadays for sure. But, you know, in a pinch, I could see we all grow, Mm -hmm. but... But you can do it remotely, for sure. I'm not lying when I hear uh, a show that I've been listening to, and they're in the studio and everything, and they come on, and it's like, all right, so now we're uh, we're doing it. <laughs> and there's no editing, and all of a sudden, you hear the phone ring, and they're just plowing through. You know, I have to admit, that's actually been really bothering me on video lately. Like, people's intro videos, are they're not mic'd at all yeah and i mean considering that people are doing so many different kinds of like virtual content yeah. it's been driving me up a wall and like i know that means that you know that i'm spoiled because i'm sitting here in front of a mic and i always am but you can get a lav a lavalier mic and put it in your what are mic. you doing <laughs> she got, i'm like wow she lost her mind in the middle of her Who was she looking at? Looking at? I, somebody behind her. No, I saw a reflection of a light behind me. It was a green light. And I was like, wait, am I being targeted or something? No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I completely lost my mind in the middle of it. Oh, there's lavalier mics and stuff you can do so that you don't sound like you're talking into a tin can. Right. But it's been driving me crazy. Yeah. Now, I here's the other thing, do too. There's a lot of people that have been thrown into this that, and they've lost their jobs, so they don't have any money. So, okay, I understand you're still trying to keep your show going. Just a little disclaimer in the beginning might help, you know, and I guess That's you definitely understand that. So the people that are doing it, that are hobby podcasts or aren't making money at this, you know, I understand that. But the big corporate ones with all the money and all the peoples, I don't know. I get it. I just chuckle a little bit. I get a little chuckle. Yeah, you can make it work from almost anywhere with the proper microphones, you know, and what is it? I don't remember who it is that I saw the other day. I can't remember what it was. One of the podcasters that I listened to a lot and they don't, they didn't have access to go into, I guess, where their usual location of recording was. And so um, they're quarantined now, so they have to stay at home. And I was just kind of surprised by the fact that they didn't have a better like microphone at home just in case. I think having a Samsung Q2U at home needs to be in everybody's like, if it's that you're great, <laughs> if that's your microphone forever, that's awesome. But everybody needs to have that at home. You just need to have it. It's somewhere between 40 and 60 bucks. That's not that bad of an investment. To me, it's honestly more important than toilet paper right now. That yeah. if you're a home podcaster, if, yeah, I would rather, if I had to buy toilet paper or the Q2U <laughs> the Q2U, and get out those mismatched socks. Wow. Really? If you're a podcast, if you're a podcaster without a, without a mic, right. Without a proper mic. And, and unfortunately that's the problem here because, and also anytime that people have all those condenser microphones, especially now with the way there's so many people at home. So we've, I've had to deal. And as you have Jess, we've had to deal with children the entire yeah. time we've been we've been podcasting, we've had to figure yeah, out true. how to make it work with chaos. 
And there's a lot of people, and I just saw a post on She Podcast and that really like struck me. I was like, oh my God, I, I don't even know what to do. But like, let's say you are in a small apartment in New York City right. and now your whole family's home and yeah. it's so small and you have to record, you're going to hear all the things. And you got a blue yeah. Yeti. And you have a blue Yeti. Oh my God. Right. You that would be. Figure out how to do it. That's and the nice thing about the Q2U is it's, you know, it's one direction. It's, it's one direction. That's right. It's very close. That's right. Uh, yeah. And the closer you get to it, the closer you get to it, the better. Like you have to be like this and just speak really close like this. And then you can make everything go away. It kind of kind right. of works. It and then you and then you have to adjust your gain. So you turn that right. down a little bit. So you're not. Turn it down. And so you get so close. Okay. And you get a little closer. That's the way to do it. Yep. So right now. I'm trying to figure out because this is, in a way, I understand this is a horrible time, but for me, I'm trying to find a silver lining. So I'm like, okay, people don't have a way to podcast. And my cousin and his daughter, we were going to start a podcast. And he's, so my cousin's like, with all this, I want a podcast. So I said, okay, fine. I don't care how good the podcast is. I don't even care what we talk about. So what I'm doing right now is trying to figure out what kind of equipment to send him. Two microphones, two Q2Us with my Scarlet 2i2, right? And have them plug that in and record it. Or do I send them my Zoom H6 with two microphones oh. and have them plug the Zoom H6 into the computer and use that as a, also as an audio interface? Can, um, right now, I have to test to see if I can do that and record from the Zoom H6 on the card and then mm-hmm. use the interface to come in here so we can use StreamYard to do that. So there's a lot yeah, so there's a lot of experimentation that I'm trying to do right now because it's been thrust upon us how to do this and, and how to make this work. Yeah. I mean, everybody could just go out and get a um, Roadcaster Pro, right? And then everybody could record their end and then you record the other person's end. And you just sync it in post. And then, you know, it would sound like everybody's in the same room. But now, I mean, you can have the audio interface. You can take your microphone and plug it right into the computer. And how do you record? I thought I sent a text to Elsie earlier in the week. I thought I found this. Uh, audio recorder that you could use to record instead of using QuickTime. It was a, it's a Chrome browser. It goes right in the Chrome browser. And the problem is that as soon as you click off of it, it doesn't record you anymore. So as soon as you click off the tab. Oh, oops. I was like, oh, I was so close. That sucks. Right. So far away. That's not good. No, no. So Jess, how about you? How's your work? going at home now that like are you folk have you gotten something oh you know what we should definitely talk about what we've been doing at she podcast all the yeah. she podcast stuff the event as far as that goes so i just found out that the hotel will not alter their force majeure which means it has to go on this year or i lose money i think awesome or I, wait i think wait 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 wait. let me just double check okay it says i was trying to see if i could add them um to update your force majeure clause and we weren't able to get it approved by VP. The scheduled event is for October. We should reassess in May. So in other words, he's not going to push them right now. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's cause... not going to push them right now, but if it, but if it may, that's five months to plan an event. If right. we can't do it then, then we, you know, then we just can't do it. I mean, I'm not going to be, I can't understand why I wouldn't just reschedule. Right. And the force majeure should have like a, I should be able to reschedule without an penalty, you know, before 90 days before, I think. I mean, I think that's every contract, not just right. because of coronavirus. So 
we'll have to reassess it in May. So I was working on the, you know, the sponsorship deck. I was working on getting some of the automation done. And now I'm, now I sort of am like, well, yeah, I can wait till May to like talk about selling tickets and sponsorships. But then how I just seriously don't know how to go forward in any way. I feel like if I'm, you know, cause I get 30% of the work done that I'm trying to get done. So like those precious hours, if they're spent making a sponsorship deck for an event that isn't going to happen. I'm going to be pissed because I could be doing stuff like, working on our super squad or working on some good ideas one which is like a we would like to have articles on our website but submissions you know and things like that so i shouldn't i don't exactly know how to move forward and not fall behind because if let's just say i don't work on the event at all and i do this stuff for the next two months in may i will be scrambling not for ticket sales but for sponsorship money sponsorship money yeah yeah, because those events are, are going to be rescheduled. So I just don't know what to do, really. We're working on other things. And like, I think the blog would be a fun thing to work on and, um, our super squad and having a more rich video education library. I think that would be cool too. What do you think? You got any thoughts? I'm always for like working on the thing that's going to give you the most amount of results. That's the way that I've been dealing or, or managing my life over at Libsyn as well. There's so many ideas that we have that we could really execute, but what's going to actually get us the 80% of the results that we want for that? Meaning I could have a really, really amped up like social media campaigns and like with all of these like lovely images and it's so nice and really awesome and we're not building any community. I'm just working on getting the content out. Whereas if I can really connect with a few really key people or like really promote something that's very, very valuable that we're doing collectively, it'll actually yeah. bring more people to understand what who Libsyn is. You know what I mean? We have to get very clear about what that strategy is. And that's so that's how I work. Um, we have a lot of different ideas in terms of content that we could put on the blog. And most of the time I say no, not because I can't do it, but because then what happens is we put it out there and it's like, great to have the blog out there. But how does that make us money? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, because it's a bottom line. It's web a business. Makes us right? money with web traffic. Web, web traffic to if we're selling the super squad, web traffic to if we're selling the video library, web traffic to if we're selling tickets. We still need the traffic regardless of. Well, yeah, traffic. And then uh, exactly. And so like, let's say for us, what we've been focusing in on has been SEO and being very right. specific about the types of posts that we're putting out there and how they are going to add to the bottom line. And the second thing is that we actually take analytics on that. So we are not just yeah. writing the content and then going like, okay, everybody, just send us stuff. Let's, Elsie, just have, go with all your amazing ideas. We're like very specific. We do have an insights plugin to see those things in our right. website. We have Monster Insights. So, I mean, we can do that. I'm afraid to abandon my dream, and I'm also afraid to work on it. I just don't know what to yeah. do. But it's it doesn't, if you're betting on a poker hand, so in other words, you're betting on a card to come instead of having yeah. the already the, the made hand. Well, I don't have a full hand. I have like four yeah, you're cards. Drawing. I need more. Yeah. Well, you know, Randy had a, he had a, a, what do you call it? A training that he was going to go to Texas for. So he was going to go to Texas uh, around our spring break. Uh, we were going to stay here. I think at that time we were going to stay and he was going to go over to Texas, do his training and come back. And he has shifted his training for when we're going. <laughs> So when we're doing our thing, so now he's doing it in October, so we can all just go. Yeah. And so he's already planning on it happening, meaning he is very 
I do follow his level of um, obsession with information and following things and being really on top of of the world. Everything um, is on point. So I trust his uh, instinct to move it to October. What would be the so drop? You're saying if- I should trust Randy's preemptive no. knowledge and just go ahead with what we were doing. I'm saying I ha- I honestly don't know. He has shifted it. Mind you, his event is very small peanuts compared to what we're doing. Like he doesn't have a hotel on the on a yeah, contract, yeah. you know, and he right. can change stuff like that. But it is I mean, it's a process. He works for a nonprofit. So he had to like reestablish like he has a whole proposal that of, of like reestablishing whatever this training was. And then but now Unfortunately, we won't be able to know much until I think until about May. It's like it really is smart to reassess at that time because yeah. we don't know every day is so different and so huge. And we don't know where it's going to go next. I mean, if yeah. we had think about it, if we had a hotel in New York, I would have probably said, I think we're going to have to cancel it. Is she locked up? Look, you look. I thought she was holding steady there. Yeah, I thought it's she so was like pointing. Like, I know me too. I have to take a picture. Can you take a screenshot by any chance? Yes. I thought she was like just <laughs> I was I like, look at her thinking. That. She's very still. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jessica. Jessica, you got stuck. Having internet issues. I could oh. see that. and then now all of a sudden she froze. She's frozen. That face, though, I can't take it. I can't take that face. Oh, I was about to take a picture. Yeah, would it be an episode of She Podcast if we didn't have internet problems? (laughs) I just think it's hilarious that it's like her. I mean, I have problems, and I'm sure I'm going to have big problems here soon. But alas, right now, it's hilarious that. Right. That was so funny. Because I thought she was just really thinking, and then she stayed there. And I'm like, uh. I'm wondering this a lot. I know. She had that that pond. She turned to the side with that pondering look. Like, I mean, I'm thinking deep thought and and logic going in. I know she doesn't. I don't think she's ever paid that much attention to what I said before. I was like, wow, this is really landing for her. Yeah, I was like, wow, I can't wait to hear what she says next. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, she's restarting her computer. Please, please. Oh my god. Please. Tell me she's saved. Oh, no. Well, you're doing a recording on this. Can't you get it? Yeah, but it's going to be crappy. Yeah, it's going to be crappy. Mm. Her side. And then everything that I just said about, hey, independent podcast or, you can you, do know, all the things. or you know, do it like we do. And then we put out a crappy episode. Oh, no. Oh, no. That would suck. Right. We're going to have a disclaimer at the beginning. Oh, my God. Right. Did you save? Oh, she's back. I think I lost my recording. I don't see it. (sighs) It says open recent and there's nothing there. I don't know what happened. All I heard was her saying hotel in New York and then. They're locked up. I have a picture here. I can't show it to you. I wish I could. You guys froze and I couldn't even move my mouse. Everything was frozen. The whole thing. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what happens. Well. It was funny. Let me see if I can put, if I finally share my screen or take a screenshot of you. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> and we were thinking that you were just sitting there pondering on the answer. Oh, no. I'm, 
<laughs> that is funny. Right. It never looked better. So it was like, you're like thinking and we're like, wow, she's really pondering this. Oh, uh, what do I do? Wow. Show all windows. And again, I just sat there and stuck my chest out saying how, you know, we independent podcasters can come overcome all this stuff. And I do have a backup, but you were having internet problems. You started to, you were having, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, again, I don't want to start this, you know, it wasn't the internet. My internet is fine because the whole computer froze, not my connection. Oh, So it's your internet. How many are you plugged in? Yes. Okay. I took this computer in for service for doing this months ago. It was just freezing on me for no good reason. All right. And, you you know, again, the thing about not having any, you know, as, as the least amount of programs being used. And then also, is Scott using the Internet? Is, are you guys streaming stuff on the TV? None of that. Sorry. Okay. She's back. And guess what? We lost the recording. <gasps> The whole computer froze up. It's like she couldn't even save it. It's not even. It's not even her fault. No. Oh no! I'm so sorry. We're just looking. Yeah, when it locks up like that, it locks up. Yeah. I got to tell you, it would almost be behoove us to get Jess a H4, where she could plug in and just record her own audio without trying to record it over the internet. I don't do this that often, though. No, I know. I'm just trying to figure a way that it doesn't happen. I know it doesn't happen often, but the time that it does is horrific. It is. Uh, I wonder if I can get it back somehow. I think that once it's gone, it's gone. In other words, it never saved. And you can't do nothing because you can't save until it's, I mean, this is, I mean, it happens. Again, it it would happen if you had a digital recorder and then all of a sudden a digital recorder shut off or for, you know, Mm. so many different reasons. I mean, we do have a backup. I mean, I'm recording a backup track here. We can just. It doesn't sound. It's not going to sound as. I'm going to sound. I am going to sound wonderful. You two, not so much. <laughs> you still use Elsie's, just not mine, right? No, I can't because you guys talk over each other too much. That would be a editing nightmare. Oh, I, mean, I see. She I actually didn't do that wait, too much wait. this time. We unsaved QuickTime player document. This is an unknown error occurred. Fabulous. No, it's the opposite oh. of that. Who, me? <laughs> I was trying to get some of these in here earlier. Okay. Oops, that's that is very loud. Sorry. Changing the subject now. Yeah, we wish we could. I had the one where Elsie goes, it's driving me bananas. What we can do is we can, I'll put a marker here and we can right. come. We can just start recording. You want me to, you want me we to could start? record an intro and say, hey. Yeah. The audio of this is going to suck a little bit because we had some technical issues. And, you know, there's this point in here where John puffs his chest out and talks about how good he does and yeah. all these things. And we don't we can do this better than anybody else. Well, and then we lost power him. stepped in and slapped him around a little bit. Yeah. Why did I have to shoot my mouth off like I'm a gunslinger? Karma. What I said the last before you froze was if our hotel wasn't in New York, I would say we're canceling. So if we had a hotel in New York, yeah, we'd yeah we'd cancel. That's a mess up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. But does that mean we should just do that then? What does that? What mean? do you mean do that? Do it now, like pre. Oh, do it like can't like cancel now? As in, like we're not going to have the event anymore? I'm saying if it was in New York and we would cancel, does that mean we should just cancel? 
Is there a drop dead date that you would need to know? But like, in other words, let's say it was June 15th. If June 15th, we should probably know more than we know now. Mm-hmm. By June 15th, would you be able to get everything together? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's see. All right. So then what you should say is you're not going to do anything until June 15th or June 1st, mm-hmm. somewhere in there where you know that you have time to get it together or you can pull the plug. I love that we're doing this live, though, so you guys can hear what it's really all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Room block and services commitment. We agree that between now and 21 days prior to arrival, you can reduce your room commitment, which needs to be notified in writing. We agree in the event of cancellation or attrition, the room and or service charges as outlined above represent a reasonable effort on behalf of the resort to establish loss prospectively shall be due as liquidated damages. Because the resort reasonably expects to derive revenue from your meeting above and beyond that revenue derived from the provision of room nights plus food and beverage services. And because it is difficult to estimate the actual, the amounts due as and for liquidated damages are intended to compensate the resort for all the losses. I think you need to talk to the venue right now to figure out if, you know, this has changed now due to the situation that we're under that nobody ever, ever could even think to. Yeah. To have thought. Yeah. To envision that this could happen. And then tell, ask them if there's a drop dead date or whatever, because really they haven't done it. I mean, it's here's the force majeure. Ready? Uh, the performance of the agreement is subject to termination without liability upon the occurrence of any circumstance beyond the control of one or both parties that make performance of the agreement impossible, illegal or commercially impractical, including a frustration of purpose. Those circumstances may include but are not limited to acts of God declared or undeclared war or a threat or other hostilities, acts of terrorism, coup or civil disorder. Regulations or acts of government, hazardous weather, disaster, strikes, labor disputes, picketing or work stoppages, business crisis, curtailment of, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's happening falls into these categories. Right. I think, I think I counted four that it actually falls under, right? Yeah. Yeah. Curtailment of transportation facilities in the mm-hmm. city where hotels located, damage or harm to the city or region where the hotel is located, uh, anticipated attendees were unable to attend due to any of the above circumstances or any other foreseen and uncontrollable emergencies. The ability to terminate without liability is conditioned upon written of delivery, writ, delivery of written notice to the other party as soon as reasonably practical, but in no event longer than 10 days after learning of such basis. So okay. if I want to enact this, I have to do it like now. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, then that's something to talk to them about. Yeah. So they will, if they, they will extend that in writing, then you might be able to continue it. If not, just pull the plug. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even say anything about rebooking or like re or like postponing or anything like that. Right. So, I mean, I, and I don't want to cancel it. No one. I no really want to do it. Everybody. I, yeah, I think we all want to do it, too. I think part of it is that we don't know. Like there's so many like the thing is, this is moving so fast. And my biggest worry would be that it could become another epicenter. I mean, at this moment, you know, um, I, we are kind of far away from from very many we have like two cases right. like near me in western north carolina we have two we have one in Asheville, and there's one in hendersonville mm-hmm. like as of this moment right yeah. and that's but how then, it works this week with us and now we have 19 and one death right and so you, you never you do not know and you don't know like if people's behaviors are going to have to come into play here uh, also you know what's happening in washington state it's very very over in those areas there it like is. you don't know it what is. that's gonna or california 
the number of just, cases in Arizona increased to 152 as of yesterday. There's been one death. Yeah, but, but look, again, we don't even that know. Doesn't mean we can get there from right. here. Right. right. We don't even know. And and again, here's the other thing too. They say that it'll calm down over the summertime, and in the fall, it's it coming back up. They it said winter back. time. Winter time. The other thing is too that you don't know if there's going to be like you know all the quarantines or all the close downs that that we're having in all the different states. Where what does that mean then? No yeah, more gatherings of more than ten person, 10, 10 people, right? What if Arizona says that it's okay to gather, and then other states? say that you can't leave or get out of your house or go to a place. And yeah. I honestly think this, the, the, un- see, this is why the stock market's at like two is because the, yeah. the uncertainty of everything, there's no yeah. way to yeah, plan it. That the reason that stock market is as it is too, is because I'm not even going to say it. No, I'm not going to well, get I mean, into it. It's, it's just like, uncertainty. It's uncertainty. Yeah. But there can be a voice of reason well, that can be you know, like Cuomo and just be like, this is what's up, y'all. This is wrong. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But this is what we're doing. We can do it together. Go team. Right. Yes. Instead of everybody, instead of someone blaming somebody, everybody else. Yeah. I, I listen, the, to me, the reason, the, the fact that we don't have tests right now for testing is unforgivable. Tests yeah. for testing. Yeah, but right. we're. Anyway, but anyway, give it coming back to what this is. We're just sort of like in limbo right now. If we can get till May, just like what you were advised, just to just kind of really get an assessment. And then I would actually even consider like doing a little bit of research with some lawyers and seeing like the pot, like, because essentially we can't, it's, it's the whole money situation, right? It's the sponsorship. We can't get that capital to start the process, right? Right. That we can't get that whole, like, let's get moving. Let's get moving this stuff through. When did we get the money last year? Like, how long did our quick, I mean, I'm sorry, our Kickstarter go? 45 days, April. April. Mid-April. Yeah, I mean, this is- And we didn't really start moving on that. I mean, we had, I mean, we did have the No, you're right. I had no, you're right, though. I had, I had no sponsorship deck. I had no website. I didn't have anything until April. Right. Now we have at least something, but still it would be talking about it in May where we could really go out and we can do that thing where we can get, um, what are, what are those, um, not like a formal contract, but a, like a promise to pay or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a letter of agreement, letter of agreement with people. I could do that. I could do that. And I could finish the deck, send the deck and just have people peruse the deck. Like, look, if this is happening and you want to participate. This is what's up. You can participate, and we don't have to. You know, I don't need payment, but if you would like to sign a letter of intent, Mm -hmm. that would really help me in deciding whether or not I'm I move forward with it. Right. Because I think that at the very least, the sponsors from last year and people who we have connections with and and who are we're friendly with would do that. Like I think Podbean would do it, and Blueberry, and and obviously Mm -hmm. Listen, and right. You know what I mean? So at least that way, I would know. Like, am I going to be in the toilet? If right. all else fails, like they're not going to pay me if there's no event, but like I would at least know that I have a commitment so that when I do start selling tickets, it won't be a frantic, stressed out thing, you know, mm-hmm. and we can still send emails asking people to, you know, continue to save the dates. Right. And we can even make it like maybe instead of doing something like what most people like to do, where it's like, let's make it bigger than last year. If we can just get something and and not go nuts and not be like let's get let's double 
Let's it's make actually, over a thousand people. That's not really an intent to double. Right. It's just a it's a projection based on the amount of people who couldn't come last time that are saying they want to. Right. So no, I'm not trying to double. I, I mean, I think Chris was trying to double podcast. I'm not necessarily trying to double. In fact, the, the venue is a much more intimate space. Right. Though it will be for more people. Mm-hmm. So it's true. I'm I'm trying to refine, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily grow, but it will grow just because that's just, you know, that was the first one. It has to do something. Right. I doubt it would diminish because people right. liked it. Well, no, so. I understand that. But I think that it's not that people are going to not attend because they don't like it. I think it'll be like a choice. So it's, it's we're in a different again, we're in a different situation. We don't know how many right. people are going to lose their jobs. We don't know how many people had That's decided true. to go to She Podcast and had put it in their budget and say, this is going to be my big expense. And now they're going to be like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore because of my family. So there's a lot of that that we have to like just deal with and see what happens. I just feel that it's not a smart thing to aim for more because you never know if there's going to be laws coming down, meaning there will not be gatherings bigger than X for certain states. Maybe, you know, New York comes back from where they are at this moment, but they establish rules from now on that there's going to be a limit to gatherings of X, insert whatever they that number is. Do that. It's New York. Well, all I'm saying is like, city is a gathering of Exactly. But what I'm saying is you never know what could now socially change in a lot of different places. You just never know if society is going to, you know, going forward, be prepped for a pandemic, meaning like, will our governments allow us to have groups of more than 100 people in a room? Yes. God forbid somebody is infected with something. Like, are we going to now live in fear of catching a germ? Well, no. I I mean, think about the way that 9-11 changed the way that we travel on airplanes. Like all of a sudden, I just today, I was so annoyed that I still have to change to take my darn shoes off. It's so annoying. That would be a good change if schools and airlines and convention centers made you take your temperature and look up your nose for a sinus infection and prove that you're healthy enough to show up. We should because we go out sick when we I mean, there are people right now who are sick working at Amazon, working at grocery stores because they are afraid to stay home. Fuck that. Afraid to stay home my ass. The whole point of doing this is for you to stay the fuck home and not be sick and touching everybody's things. But they won't do it. They're still not doing it. Well, that's because they're going to lose their job. I know. But my point is, this should change that ability to do that. We need mandatory paid sick leave. We need yeah people to take your temperature in the door. Oh, you want to check for a gun? Put a thermometer in my mouth while you're at it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's true. But, Which well, is more I, deadly at this point? Well, Honestly, I, the germ I, is deadlier than the gun. I completely agree. I'm just, and again, going back to our own behaviors and the way that protocol changed. Don't you remember, like, just when 9-11 shifted, there were so many bigger lines. Like now there's all this protocol. You have to get the little tiny things. Like things haven't co- gone back to the way that we were for. Nope, they have they not. Have not. Nor, will, so, nor should they. That's no, right. Experience. But what I'm saying is you never know now with what we're going through, particularly places that are going to be hit so hard, like like New York and like like Washington State is at this moment and California. Like those larger areas are going to then now have to change. Mind you, if we're going to a smaller city, it's a different story, 
right? It's a different story. There are different types of gatherings that could happen there that may not necessarily be that, but it's the, it's the scope of how many people can be in one place. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just no, thinking. It's true. You don't know. You're right. Boy, um, podcast got in under the skin of their teeth, man. Yeah, they did. Oh my God. It really did. And it, I mean, it barely did. There were certain people who were canceling and like, we did a lot of fist bumping that week and like, it was still a little scary, but yeah, it I was, mean, I feel like, I feel like the it. moment I came home, I was quarantined two days later. Yeah, me too. I had two days of taking him to school before I basically been stuck in and he realized the mo- yeah. whole month before PodFest, I wasn't doing much because I was preparing and. It's good that I'm comfortable being here. I just wish I could make it easier for my little boy. I just wish I could make it easier every day. He's like when somebody FaceTimes, he's been asked to FaceTime at least once a day and I'll FaceTime a friend. And then I'll be like, can I go over to Soraya's house? And I'm like, no. And he goes, is it because of the coronavirus? And I was like, (laughs) yes. He's like, okay. He's being a really good sport. Mm -hmm. Being an only child in this way is helpful. I don't know. I see people with two kids and their kids are killing each other. So I guess I'm lucky. (laughs) I just had to stop. Sorry. Last night I was on the phone with a bunch of my friends who had teenagers and they were shitting themselves over how to homeschool them. And so in that way, I'm lucky too, because it's like one, two, three, four, five is where we are. (laughs) So it's, I'm lucky. I can, I can at least teach him something. My, My daughters are all home because two of them got laid off. Great. And my ex-wife got laid off. And oh, my God. Oh, no. Is my middle child, and she's working at Amazon, and they, uh, they can't get her to work enough hours. Wow. So, the other three should go work they're, there if they're healthy. They're uh, hiring. They're definitely they're adding 100,000 jobs this week. That's right. I just saw I that. that. I said that, but, again. Um, I keep thinking I should go do it. I'm like, you know, I should go help Amazon. Oh, yeah. I live with someone. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I mean, th- they come here and they drop food because I have asthma. And, I, you know, whenever I get sick, it goes right to my lungs. So I don't need this because I know this will kill right, me. Right. So they just drop food off at the window or at the back door. And I just wave. I wave. It's tough. Hey, I mean, you can't you hug your kids in this time. No. Oh, you mean your kids. I'm saying like I just yeah. I have everybody drop their shit at the door. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's all. I ordered a pizza the other day. I, guys, you got to sign it. I said, just take your finger and give it a straight line. And then be on your way. All right. Yeah, really? Don't touch that shit. Oh, you're Why? so smart. I didn't think to do that. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not opening the door. I don't know where you've been. Oh. You might have the Rona. Well, so this week, just to wrap things up very quickly, this week I found a roundup of podcasts from New York Times. They're specific episodes that are purposeful for distraction. So um, it's a playlist to help distract you. Parentheses for the most part. So, for example, Patient Zero is an episode of Radio Lab, and then Semi, you know, Song Exploder, and then Fifty, a Phoenix Moment, and then um, Number Two, Gregor from Heavyweight. You know, it just it has embedded every episode into the blog page from Spotify, um, so you don't have to go off the page to listen to every episode. And there are like some of it's about happiness, and some of it's about the virus, and some of it's about fun tech things that are happening so again it's just a distraction like Kenyon michael key's interview on conan o'brien needs a friend and like the read and a bunch of stuff john hodgman which is one of my favorite shows so we're putting that as a link in the show notes if you're super mentally bored and need something to think about other than the coronavirus although i don't know how you could <laughs> give it a go and let us know how it goes if you would that would be awesome um and that will be at shepodcastlive.com 
And then I don't know if we're done talking, but I, I could just wrap it up here if you want. So you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. We also are doing the Super Squad still, and we're keeping it at $5 for the moment. So if you want our extra time and attention, go to patreon.com forward slash She Podcasts, and you sign up for the $5 a month amount. And we have a special group where a separate group where you can ask any question you want. Elsie and I are more prone to answering in the smaller group. Also, if you're not in the group or if you are in the group listening to this, we are doing our QAs for the next month in the larger She Podcast group. So if you can pay attention to the posts that are in there, we're doing those every other Tuesday. So tomorrow, well, we both do it every other Tuesday, which means there's a weekly show. So I did last week. Elsie will do this week. I'll do next week. Um, it's always Tuesday. It's always 2 p.m. EST. You, um, Elsie will post something on Monday. You post your questions. She answers them live. And we also have a new day. So Thursdays are going to be now days where you can post that you've launched your show. And then Fridays on our Facebook page, you can add at any time coronavirus content that you've created. I couldn't think of the word for a minute there. Content, coronavirus content that you've created on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com again forward slash she podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to my beautiful and so far healthy co-hosts, John Jamingo, producer, Elsie Escobar. I'm Jessica Kupperman. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.